Bren Court Talk Sci-Fi Real Estate presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to the Roman Agency. And Melanie's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, we were trying to figure out if she was going to be guest starring or directing? Mm-hmm. It's both. She did both. Oh, yeah? Who did she yeah. guest star so. as? Um... In episode three, she was... Oh, um, oh, I know that. Episode three. I thought in this episode, I was like, did I just totally miss it? Was she like a sister in a picture or something? No, 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 no. She directed this episode. Melly Scrafano directed this episode. Our own Winona. Yep. Yes. I I was just making sure I didn't miss something obvious that I should have seen. (laughs) Nope. No, you didn't miss anything obvious. Um, I just picked it up because I usually look for the director and the writer. Yep. Um, and, And then watching this episode, I was like... Like, did she pull those emotions out of him like she did? Because, uh-huh. oh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it was Oh, good. this was, this was, oh my God. And um, we're going to talk about it, but I was wondering, because we've already gotten the malevolent, um, not quite not quite a child ghost. And I was like, are we going to get a kid ghost at some point in time? Like, just a cute, sweet, innocent kid ghost that needs help? And hey, we did this week. We're going to get all the ghostesses with the mostesses. We are. Yes, we are. Beetlejuice. Oh, don't say Beetlejuice. Oh, I said it twice. <laughs> don't say it again. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. oh no. <laughs> Next up, The Exorcist. I've seen the movie 120 yeah. times. It keeps getting better every time I watch it. Anyhow, before we break down this episode, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Kurt, how can the good people reach us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad DB, but you will not find him there like ever. Well, he might one day come back. It's still alive. So follow him. I have but to don't expect to see any tweets. I have to go there when you send me links to Twitter. I have to you know, log in. I'm like, crap. Let me go do this. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep doing that just to keep you know the vibe alive. But if you actually want to see Brad interact and see him post stuff, Go to his Instagram. He's Ramblin' Brad, and um, he's got all kinds of good stuff going on over there with his uh, weightlifting, double unders. Like, you're just making it happen, mm. and I'm going to try to emulate that. Yes. I, I have been trying. Oh, um, I was in Miami a couple weeks ago. I didn't tell you about this. Um, and, you know, I have my um, my Nordatrack bike that I, I bought, like, during, like, the height of COVID because I needed something to do. And it's different riding a bike in the basement versus... Mm-hmm. Right in the bike, out in the street, <laughs> around traffic, around people. Yeah, it's hard to get hit by a car in, in the basement. It is. It is. And um, I found out that I really should have been riding on the beach, you know, like that little pathway near the beach. I uh-huh. would have preferred that. But by the time we figured that out, we had already kind of sweated through all of our sunscreen, and we were tired, and we decided to get the free trolley. And I won't tell you how far we got. My sister is still mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I imagine. Yeah. But for just a couple of moments, I was like free, like the wind. There was no traffic for just a moment and just like zooming down the road. And I was like, I want to get a bike in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I have the one in the basement, but I can't take that anywhere. They're fun. I have one. I, I need to get one because I now want to go and take it to the track. Yeah. Because they have lanes for bikes. So I want to be free and ride like the wind for real. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, yeah, you go to Instagram, you can see pictures of my bike. I have a uh, 
nice specialized Kumo and have this big rack on the back that I can put my uh, gym bag on and all sorts of stuff that I made. Yeah. I actually sold my motorcycle and got a bicycle. So there you go. You did? I didn't know you did that. I did. I I sold my uh, Sportster because I was like, all I was doing anymore was just basically riding from home to the gym. I was like, I could just ride a bike and get better leg workout that way. I still have my 1970 Sportster, but I sold my newer bike and bought that. Dude, now I'm going to get a bike because I want to ride around the neighborhood. You know what's not in this episode? Bikes. What? Bikes. Are- oh, they need to do an episode about bikes. I, it's um, going to come up. We can do a full episode about bikes. Like, yeah. So let's bring it back to this episode then. Uh, but also, Pure Fandom, you can find us on Twitter. You can t- find us on Instagram. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. Um, if you have been watching Roswell, New Mexico, uh, it's in its third season on the CW. Make sure you check out Space Cowboys. Uh Liz and Meg are covering the show uh, for the third season, and it's just as exciting as ever. So, yay. We are here to talk about, um, you know, ghosts, or no, I'm sorry, stigmatized properties. Don't use a G word. Uh, so, this week uh, we get episode 105, and it was titled FT Ghost Trial. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just trying to make sure I didn't read that wrong. Because I was like, FT, what do you mean, like featuring Ghost Child? Oh, oh, because it was a rap artist. And, you know, the Ghost Child helped him with his track. Yep. Is that what it was supposed to be about? Okay, cool. That's what I took that's, it as. I, all right, I like that. that that's really cool. Um, and the episode, of course, was written by uh, Jillian Muller. And as I mentioned earlier, it was directed by Melanie Scrofano of uh, Winona. Yay, yay, mm-hmm. yay. Um, and of course, when a rap star rents a client's recording studio, a tragic secret is revealed in the playback. So, like, this episode really yanked at my heartstrings, uh, especially that ending that we got. And we'll get there in a second, or, in, in, you know, quite a few seconds. I want to talk about, like, things that led up to that ending first. Um, so, of course, we got to delve quite a bit into Father Phil's past um, and his present. Like he struggled a lot with um, his beliefs and like he, he's back on the side where he, he believes in something. Mm-hmm. He, he does believe that, you know, there is God. <laughs> um, and I think for a while he was afraid that that would be taken away from him um, as sort of a punishment for um, his, his sons um, because, you know, he's a gay man. He, he married this awesome dude, and um, he also previously had addictions um, that he's, I guess, still dealing with because you never really stop dealing with your addictions. Right. Yeah. So he, he, we had that, and of course, he has come back to his previous parish, and like the head nun clearly is still upset with him because, I guess, leaving the church for uh, drinking men is not the done thing. <laughs> but one of the new nuns, uh, was it Yasmin? Was that the name? Yeah, yes, Sister Yasmin. Yeah, I love her name. Sister Yasmin, like she's heard of Father Phil and his carrot cake, and she's down to help. So yes. that was cool. Um, but what did you think about how this episode started? We we had the pitch meeting kind of intercut with them um, exterminating a goat. I love the Ooh. fact that the, the pitch meeting was going on while August and Phil were being chased through the house. <laughs> by Yes, this... by this ghost drenched in oil. Yes. Um and 
what the part that I love the most, in fact, this ghost is drenching oil, dripping it everywhere, and yet Phil has those little booties on that they wear when you go in to watch a, to look at a house. Uh huh. <laughs> and but after, and then he like slips on the oil and falls. But yeah, yeah. Russell there is uh, making the place all dirty, and that's the guy who used to own the house, who was not a nice guy whatsoever. And August had a ghost catcher. Yes, he did. And it was a very cool ghost catcher. It actually reminded me of like the, the silver balls from Phantasm. Uh-huh. And D- yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it totally did, too. I was like, I okay. I have one of those silver balls hanging up. So, yeah. Anyhow. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I just 3D printer thing that I did. So um, one day I'll CNC one out of aluminum. That'll be way fun. <laughs> but I, I love the fact that they did have a ghost I don't know if it was a catcher or a disruptor either way it didn't matter because that at least got him out of the way so yeah. they were able to um, get rid of that guy so they could sell the house and yeah I would think it would be a disruptor because they don't have a um, an ecto unit where they are you know putting these ghosts no, to later no. take down the city's power yeah not at all thanks no. to the EPA yeah, um, I could talk on and on about the new Ghostbusters trailer, but that dropped a while back. But yeah, I'm so I'm very excited. To it. Oh, so excited. Um, yeah. Luke realizes that there's something else in the house still because I uh, found a slinky coming down the stairs in the fire truck that was. And not even bed. that, not even that, Brad. Like even like before, like that slinky came down. You could he had like this look on his face. He was getting a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and I was like, he, oh, yeah, uh-huh. he, no, he caught that there was something in the house. Yeah. And sent Phil to go check it out because it used to belong to the parish. And that's where we mm-hmm. ran into uh, Sister Yasmin, who knew all about his famous carrot cake. I loved him talking about, <laughs> talking with Yasmin, about when he said how he got kicked out of the parish because he be, he said he became a total Karen and asked to see the manager during Easter Mass. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. Yeah, that's, there you go. And the manager was busy and didn't want to talk to him. So a little bit more interesting stuff about Phil there. I, I like that because we knew he was a following priest. We just didn't know how that happened. And now we have a good idea. Uh-huh. Um. But we also realize that there's a recording studio in this house, which is part of the big selling point. And as soon as they had that, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be interesting. We're going to have something on background audio because that's you got a recording studio. you got to have some EVP going on. I don't know, Brad. EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. 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 So... It's a cycle. Don't start again. I know. I I will not. I won't bring it up anymore, but there you go. But yeah, so that happened, and it sure enough, it was going to show up. We start by having these little toy soldiers showing up everywhere. Everywhere, yes. And then the owner, new owner of the house shows up. Is he the owner or is he renting it? I think he's owning it. I think he bought the house, you know, to own it, to do the stuff. Okay. Okay. And yeah, he likes the acoustics in the house. Mm-hmm. But they had a and, little um, bit of work going on, and Susan, uh, you know, she's the closer. She knows what to do. 
she, mm-hmm. They had some work to do, so she brought in the guy from his hometown that did the uh, barbecue. Yes. And as soon as that happened. I, again, yeah, again, Susan is the people person. She's the front dude. Like, she's the front, you know, she's the closer. Like, she knows how, she knows how to, um, you know, make those little moments happen. Like, like the, I guess to make them feel not comforted, mm-hmm. but at home. Yeah, at home and just, you know, accepting of what's going on. And it really made me hungry for barbecue. Of course. So, yeah. Phil is still uh, checking up on stuff. And he this is where he has that uh, conversation with Sister Yasmin. hmm And I love, well, she actually, she, she shows him where the archives are. And he goes there and finds the box. And he starts going, sitting down. And he looks over. At the uh, picture of Ian McGregor, and oh no, that was Jesus, wasn't it? It wasn't Obi Wan Kenobi. I was gonna say, <laughs> what? <laughs> I never see the meme with uh, Ian McGregor dress up as Obi Wan. Is like, you know, Grandma thought it was Jesus. And I'm like, no, Ewan. E- yeah, is that, you, I said, oh God, I said Ian, didn't I? You did. Okay. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. You get what I'm saying. It was good. I, um, I do, I do, and and now that you said that, I see the Ewan McGregor and that Jesus right. picture that has been around since right. the eighties. Yeah, that you, was in everybody's grandma's house. You, you totally see it; it's always there. And I love the fact that when yeah. you talk about it, you just yeah, you're probably busy with a fundraiser or putting a picture of your mom on a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> but then he had that conversation about you know of everything of how he lost everything from the church when he left. And mm-hmm. he still felt good at the end to learn that he hasn't lost his faith. And he was happy to know that when he went into one of the churches to listen to the choir, that one, he didn't get his hand burnt when he touched the door. But yeah. that wasn't taken away from him either. I yeah. I really enjoyed that little part of the conversation because it really filled in a lot of in-depth background on Phil. Yeah, and just how tortured he was in the past. Like, we talked last week about um, Zoe and her past. So this this week we got it with Father Phil. Like, the the different personal demons that they are all struggling with. So this week was all about um, Father Phil. I'm looking forward to August. I want to know about more about that background. Yeah, I want to know how he started building his contraptions. <laughs> well, we, we do know from last week, though, and I don't know if we brought it up or not, but... Luke at one point in time asked August if he still knew that uh, the guy who designed houses that he went skydiving with. So we did not bring that up. No. So yeah, I missed that. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's different. Um, hmm, All right. Weird. Interesting. At the house, we see a slinky going up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Of course. You don't see every day. And then the child, you know, in the mirror saying, come play with me. And that's where you nope out. Right there. You see a ghost child in the mirror saying, come play with me? Nope. Nope, nope. Nothing good's going to come of that. So, so that was your creepy-ass run-go-run moment of the week. No, the creepy moment was uh, when their uh, sister or whatever was waking up and there were thousands <laughs> of army guys attacking her bed while she was waking up. That's Fred, the moment right there. Yeah. You know me so damn well because that's where I came up with the idea for the creepy ass run girl run girl <laughs> word of the week. <laughs> that right there. That's nope, 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 nope. Exactly. Mm, nope. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> and like she took pictures and she's like, hey, who did this damn thing? Right. Who did this stupid thing? Yeah. And I'm like, 
Mm, nope. That's it. Nope. Mm, I'm out. Mm, nope. Sell it. Bye. See ya. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. for me, those army men are an implied threat. Like you have the army men and their weapons pointing at me. <laughs> it's not the friendly army men. It's the one with the weapons. Right. They're all coming in. They're closing in on you. And they want to take you out. There's a, uh, there's no, yes. that no. Uh-uh. And they're, there are like hundreds of them, and like you, you slept through the whole thing, man. Thousands of them moving in there. It's just Toy yeah. Story gone horror. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, I want to see that horror horror story. Toy Story. Um, actually, yes. there is a movie out. Um, it was by Full Moon Productions in the nineties. They did a lot of B type movies. A movie called Demonic Toys. So you can check that out. They're the same place that also did the Puppet Master series, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And they did a bunch of other things. That was actually, they were actually really good movies in the 90s, early. I think, I think it all ended pretty much in the 90s, but yeah. Yeah. Check them out. Demonic Toys, Puppet Master series. Oh no, actually the Puppet Master series is still going because they had like some revamp, but a lot of good stuff. Are they good? I liked them. I thought they were decent. No, 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 no. The new ones. I know the old ones are good. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen exactly. any new stuff. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyhow. But this was creepy. This was creepy as hell. Oh. And again, this is where I was like, no, run, girl, run. Just quit, quit, quit. Like That's not their sister. I think that's the manager. Or is it their sister? I, I wasn't really sure. I thought it was both. It could be both. She was so take charge, and I love that her personality was like matching up with Susan. Uh huh. Like they were great sparring partners. Right. Phil finds out. Uh, he goes to talk to the one lead sister. I forgot what her name was. Sister Mary Ellen. Uh huh. About the place there, and he kind of has a picture with. No, him. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We got to say what the place was because. Um, there's a story behind this. So this is the, the Corona House, um, and it's named for the patron patron saint of prostitutes and unwed mothers. Mm-hmm. And you gotta love that you know they're in the same class. Not that not that anything is wrong with either of those, right? Do you, girl? Yeah, it's back in the day. That's how it was. Because you know, if a woman or a girl found herself to be in the family way. Which is how mm-hmm. they, how it stated back in the day. Um, they would mm-hmm. live out their time in the house and then give birth, and then the kids would go up for the adoption the next day, and they'd go off like nothing ever happened. Or they died in the process, which apparently also happened a lot, too. Uh-huh. Um, he finds the child haunting the place in the archive photos, but mm-hmm. he was into photos like 67, 68, 69, and he wasn't there in 1970 anymore. Right, and we never saw him again after that. Right, and I think she was actually, the sister was like in the pictures. Yeah, Sister Mary Ellen, that's, I think that's why she told him, because when she initially went to him before he talked to Sister Jasmine, mm-hmm. she was like, one, that's church business, and it's not yours anymore because you're not a priest anymore. And then she was like, let sleeping dogs lie, like leave it alone. Like she knew something was up with that house. Maybe that's why they sold the house. Well, then he like kind of called her out on the whole entire thing too. Like, yeah, you let yeah. these people down. You're supposed to be the church. You're supposed to be helping, but you did not. Right. And yeah, and he said uh, a lot of bad stuff happened in that house. Um, like, what was it? I wrote down little girl torn dress. What was that? Like, uh, did we see that, or that's something that he he found in the archives? I think it was something in the archives. He had a bunch of pictures okay. in there, and, and they were all too young, but there was a lot of them. Yeah, but. Even though him confronting the, the sister and going through that, we find out later 
at the end of it that Sister Yasmin told him that, you know, she was down lighting a candle. Yeah. So his his coming back and, and pointing out, you know, he didn't give up on a church. Church gave up on him and he got excommunicated, but yeah. the church gave up on these people. Yeah, so. and, and the church as in the church, not necessarily the religion part of it. Right. Because like like he said earlier, like he still he still has his belief and that is still there for him. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like the the not corporation, you know what I mean? But right. like the business of the church gave up on people. And I actually had wondered if Sister Mary Ellen like was George's mother. <laughs> Or even if, um, like, Sister Jasmine was a, a ghost or a spirit herself. Yeah, I did have that thought there for a moment. That was a very uh, yeah. Freddy Krueger thought. But Yes, absolutely, Amanda. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, everybody get that reference, Freddy Krueger, sister? Yep, okay, there you go. Go look it up. Go watch the movies again. I actually recently just watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street again. It was pretty good. Hey. Still you got, of course, you got to revisit the only ones that are not good. It's like four, five, five is not good. Six is horrible. Yeah, but yeah, uh, no. yeah, they they go downhill on some of them. It's kind of like the Friday Thirteenth movies. They do. Oh, but you you have to watch New Nightmare again. Mm-hmm. If you watch the first one, go watch New Nightmare again. Right. I love that movie. If you watch Hills Will Have Eyes, uh, watch the remake. Don't watch the original one. The original one. Has I was going to ask you. The original yeah. one has a bunch of just screaming women in it. It's just crazy. It's just like, uh, okay, early eighties. You can shut up now. Yeah, Wes Craven had some issues in the seventies. Yeah, because <laughs> th- that one in his version, his original left was it House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like the remake though. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hills Have Eyes remake, really good. So watch that. Yeah. Anyhow, we need to get back to this story that we're talking about. <laughs> There are just so many references. That's one of the things I really love about this show is like they have like little horror movie references peppered in. Granted, none of the ones that we just mentioned were peppered in, but it's by association because we love horror movies. Right. Sorry. Uh, Speaking of the recording there, uh, Damon is recording and there's a little ghost music coming on. Mm -hmm. He's kind of working with that, uh, playing well with the ghost. Yeah, they're making music together, like a little pattern, a little humming. He's not sure where it's coming from, but it speaks to him, and like he wants to do, he, like he wants to write that into his um his next song. Yeah, and you know the the house is reaching out to him. He had seen the fire truck, the slinky, along with mm-hmm. some other things, and you know this the house is just telling him what he what he does and what it is and what it isn't. And of course, you know, he goes for a drive. He's listening to his own stuff. And it's really bad when the little ghost boy decides to cover your eyes while driving. Never good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a good thing. Not a good time. Uh, but he was playing. Like this was not a, uh, this is a lassie situation. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a Harvey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still wasn't really good. Uh, we find out, from the sister also, Phil finds out that the little boy uh, in the picture, he always wanted to play or get, get a hug, but sisters really weren't good at that stuff then. Mm-hmm. And the flu took him in 1970, and his mother apparently also died. She was going to come take her boy back, but there was an accident before he can get back. Wow. And then, you know, Phil finds out, he goes, what's his name? And they go, his name is Robert Paulson. His no, hold on. That's Fight Club. George. George, not Robert Paulson. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anytime there's ever, what is his name? Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. 
Meatloaf. <laughs> uh, I sidetracked way too much today. I shouldn't have drank that monster. Mm. Um, no, it's good. It's good. They get back to the house, and Luke calls George by name. Well, actually, let's back that up. Um, George was um, kind of locking Damon into the sound recording studio. He wanted to play and was getting really angry about it. Yes, very frustrated. He was pounding on the window, making all sorts of noise. He was trapped in there. No one could get in. Luke shows up. He knows George is the boy's name, calls him Mm -hmm. George, wants to go in. He opens the door to go in and see him, and then you know, sits down on the couch with George and tells him, you know, his mom's gone and -hmm. it's time for him to move on. And he just needs to go to sleep and everything will be good. And I like the way that the camera pan from Luke and George to everybody else in the room. And I'm like, are they all seeing him or no? Yeah, because no, I think they're seeing him. Everybody filtered into the room at the same, well, after Luke did. So Luke came in, he called to George and, you know, George came and sat with him and then like everybody kind of filtered into the room um, after that. Like mm-hmm. Tessa came in, um, Damon came in, Zeke came in and like Susan and Phil. And I think August was there too. Uh-huh. Was there there? Everybody was there. So everybody came into the room and like they were all in the same like camera frame with him and George. While he was talking to George, and while like you could see the tears coming up in his eyes, mm-hmm. um, like Melanie killed us, um, and like so did everybody else. But yeah, that direction was perfect. Um, like just while he was telling him, like just clo- close your eyes, like you can rest now, it's okay, um, and like close your eyes. And when you see the light, I want you to go into it because your mom's gonna be there. She's gonna wait for you, and all the little kids, you're gonna be able to play. It's gonna be awesome. And then, like you said, when it pans away from them. Um, and like goes over to um, Damon and then it pans back and Luke is alone. And I feel like that's because at that, at that point, um, George is at rest. Like he, he, he was able to, um, you know, rest. He got that hug that he wanted from Luke. Right. Like he found someone who, who cared, who clearly cared about him and what was going to happen with him. And um, like he, he got what he needed. He was told what was going to happen, where his mom was waiting for him. And he was gone. Like, I feel like everybody saw. Yeah, and it was resolved moment. good, and that, that's everything's fine in the house now. Yeah. And George was reunited with his mother, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're all good. Yeah. Uh, after this, we did, and we end up back at Funland, which yeah. I know we talked about this before. It had a clothes sign on it, so clearly Luke owns Funland. Oh, he totally owns Funland. We haven't seen him bowling yet, so he no. was at Funland bowling this time. And of course, his dad is there, and they had a conversation about who his mom. Right. And I love that his dad was like, um, "Like, how do you even know it was her? I, I found her picture in your um, your papers." He's like, "Who who told you to go through my papers? You didn't find those dead. magazines, did you?" <laughs> like, dude, come on, no, stop. Well, no. his dad also is like, you know, apparently she left when he was like really young. So he's like, "How did yeah. you even know what she looks like?" Right. But his dad doesn't want to talk about it. And Luke just yeah, gets so, fed up and leaves. Yeah, so I, I like I need to know more about like what happened with her. Um, but like, granted, she's not the nicest person. She's not the nicest ghost. Right. So yeah, there's something going on there. So for sure. I think we're gonna find out later. So you're well. We already kind of get went over the creepy moment of the episode, which was the whole thousand and one toy soldiers <laughs> attacking you in the morning. So. 
Yeah, like the rude awakening. No, don't do that. Because if you did that to me and there was already some creepy crap going on in that house, I'm gone. Sorry. All righty. Well, you got anything else on this one? No, I feel like we hit everything. Um, we already talked about Mr. Russell Vaughn the third mm-hmm. and all his uh, goodness. All right. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You check out some of the older podcasts for uh, Van Helsing, which ended a while back, which, you know, hey, we talked about that. And Winona Earp, which has come up once or twice. And let's see, we got Chucky coming up. We're going to be covering and Day of the Dead series. It's going to be covering and bunch of other fun stuff over there so go check that out and if there's a lot of amazing writers over there putting out some amazing work absolutely if you have any thoughts or comments on this episode if you have a you know creepy ass moment run girl run award let us know what it was hit me up on twitter find brad on um i was gonna say facebook <laughs> um he, he's still there i'm not he's still there I, but i'm there when really i have to be inter- there yeah, yeah. If you want to interact with Brad, go find him on Instagram, Ramblin Brad. Yep. If you want to drop anything on Pure Fandom for Facebook, go ahead to Brad and Court Talk Pure Fandom Facebook group. So just go over to Pure Fandom page. Like there's a whole page dedicated to Pure Fandom over there as well. Um, that's being run um, by um, Liz and Meg. Um, and of course, I told you earlier that they are doing Space Cowboys. So if you're watching Roswell and you want to drop a comment about what's going on on Roswell right now, hit them up there or, or Twitter. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Like, who do you think Susan's favorite trap artist is? That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.